Pretty darn good, I think. Yeah? Sure. I don't know. I think it'll be excellent. <laughs> yeah, whoa, really? It certainly won't be bogus. Uh... You know what was bogus, though? What? So, like, I had the guy on the ground. Yeah. And I was, like, holding him by the throat. I just had, like, my, my fist cocked. And I turned back and yeah. I looked at his son. I'm like, look at this man right now. What's what's his name? He's 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 my dad. He's my dad. But what's his name? His, his name's his name's Jonathan. Yeah, that's right. You're not gonna call him dad anymore. His name's Jonathan. And I punch him again in the face. Yeah. It's like that's what you fucking get for p- trying to do 13 items in the 12 items or less aisle. You oh. fucking dick beat. Don't you hate that? Oh my god! And I kicked him it's, in the dick one more time. It's infuriating. And I stood up and then the cops like just pulled me off of him. Sure. They just pulled me right off. And carried me into the car, and then you know that's you know I I I think I did the right thing. Well, did they get to carry your groceries too? Because you know, no, I had to leave him there. Yeah, I was like, <sighs> that sucks. I know Fuck that guy. So like, I'm not, I'm I'm gonna be out of pop tarts for a little while because because yeah. of that fucking Jonathan. God damn, what yeah. an idiot! Oh seriously, my God. Thir- thirteen items. I know. It right? says twelve or twelve or less. I know. It's like very clearly labeled. What is the What is the world coming to? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh hey guys How's oh hey going? what's going uh, on everybody didn't, so see, didn't see you there because did, you're not in the same room as us you're not actually there <laughs> uh but we're we're back we sure are buddy we're doing another episode of sequelize this oh we are i thought as, we were just talking oh uh, we were but now we're doing another episode <laughs> oh of this. oh well that's good yeah uh as always uh my name is dan sarnowski i'm joined by my host hello Chris and uh, we're we're back for another week. We are. And this week is a lot different uh, because you know we didn't watch The Godfather Part Two no. on purpose this time. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, we decided uh, to not watch Godfather Part Two at all uh, because a new movie came out. Yeah, how about that shit? A new movie in 2020. I know. Uh, it's only been what are we like nine months in at this oh, point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, so there were some movies that came out like in March. Um, and there's been like other movies that, that came out to streaming services and stuff like that, but uh, this is the first time that like a new movie came to theaters uh, yeah. in a very long time. Now, granted, we did not watch it in a theater. No, um, I don't know when I will be returning to the theater, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. um, what was very cool about this, I think it was you know pretty excellent, yeah. uh, is that you could you could just you know buy it and watch it at home, which yeah. is great. Yeah, I, I like I, I'm one of those people who loves the theater experience, and I'm not opposed yeah, to going to a theater right now. I just this was so convenient. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, so so just right off the bat, we're we're talking about the movie Bill and Ted's Face, uh, Face, Face, wow, the, music. Face the Music, yeah, uh, which is the third in the series of Bill and Ted movies. Yes. Um, Somehow, in 2020, dude, they made a new Bill and Ted. Seriously, movie. yeah, like this is the year for it, I think. Yeah, and uh, I, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, because like the ending felt like especially, like yeah. I, I think this is an important movie for 2020. Yeah, I agree. I super agree. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. We're gonna get into spoilers, uh, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, 
um, just off the top, I'd recommend it. Yeah, I, w- I would too. Honestly, you know, I, I brought it up b- before we even watched it. Like, I love movies that know exactly what they are. Yeah. And the first two Bill and Ted movies knew exactly what they were. And this one doesn't disappoint. It's like, it's in that same vein. I would even go so far as to say that it might be the best of the three of them. Wow. Um, it's really good. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a solid movie. So yeah. if you haven't watched it yet, uh, you know, pause it here. Yeah. Um, but we, I, I would recommend you watch it. I would too. It was, uh, it was a blast. And yeah. you could what? You could rent it for twenty bucks. You could rent it for twenty dollars. Yeah, or buy it for twenty five. Spend the like, extra so, like, five bucks. Yeah. Think about it this way: like, you go to the movie theater once, you buy a ticket for like thirteen dollars. Yeah. Right. And then your your popcorn is fifty dollars. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's it's way cheaper. Yeah. Um, and you, know, you can just like just sit at home and you know jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> no one will bother you. Right. <laughs> Hey, can I get a uh, medium popcorn or like one ticket for Bill and Ted face the music, a medium popcorn, uh, a box of cookie dough bites, and a uh, large soda? That'll be one hundred and fifteen ninety five, please. Yeah, for real. So <laughs> it's 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 worth the money, I think. Yeah, and um, I, I I I look forward to this becoming a trend in the future. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if anything good comes out of this year. Because uh, this happened a, a couple years ago, too. So, I mean, not to get too tri- sidetracked right off the bat. Do you remember the movie The Interview? Yes. So, this was a movie uh, about uh, two journalists yeah. going in to kill Kim Jong-un. Yes, played uh, by the Pineapple Express guys. <laughs> played by the Pineapple uh, Express guys. Seth Rogen. James Franco and, and Seth James Rogen. James Franco, yeah. Uh, under the guise of it being an interview. Man, they made some fucking cool movies Dude, over there. <laughs> um, yeah, so th- this movie... It was. It didn't come out in the theaters because, no. like, they were worried about backlash from yes. from like the North Korean government or right. something. So they released it. You could buy. You could the same same as this. Like you could just buy it and own it. You know, day it was supposed to come out and just like on any streaming platform. Right. Um, and I I really I I I bought it mainly because I wanted to support this type of movie release. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but also because the movie looked really funny. It was really. And funny. it was really funny. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Side sidetrack here, like watch the interview as well. But that, yeah. that is this sort of thing reminded me of, of that, and like this sort of. I don't know if that was like the the pioneer for this sort of thing, but mm. I, I I look forward to this becoming. a I trend. think it really was because yeah. everything up to that point, and like I said, I love the theater experience. Yeah, me too. I'm one of those people who goes to the theater by themselves, like. You know. I do it mostly because <laughs> no one else will go with me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so like uh, we were talking about Rocky uh, last week. Yeah. Um, when Creed came out, the first Creed movie, I, w- I went to go see that by myself. With I'm, arms wide open. <laughs> Sorry. Under the sunlight. <laughs> I swear to God, in, in the, that, one, that one Creed song, uh, Scott Stapp says, I ate a bagel when I heard thunder. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cracks me up every time. Uh, legendary music icon, <laughs> Scott Stapp. <laughs> Um, legendary legendary but yeah i mean so in my opinion i feel like there are some movies that you have to go see in the theater i agree um, they know. re-released jaws a few years ago yeah um, and yeah. that that that's a theater movie for sure hands for sure. down um but there's also some movies that like i won't go see in the theater i'll wait for it to come out on home release sure. because you know they're not like big scale uh you know stuff stuff like that um 
yeah, I, th- I think like some like dramas and things like that. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to see it on the big screen to really no. get the impact of what you're no. watching. I would say like war movies, action movies. Yeah, like 1917 was like that's. A I think sim- that was like I think that was the last movie I saw in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it might have been the last movie I saw in the theater. Yeah, before it shut down. I just bought it. Uh, I actually just bought it. Man, for- that's a that's one of those that was like worth definitely seeing uh, on, the, on the biggest screen. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we got to go see it in the theater before. Before <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think I recommended it on the dude cast when I went to go see it. Like, please go see this in the theater if you. I can. told like everybody I talked yeah, to. Go like, see- you have to the go theater. see this movie, yeah. and it's uh, it's it's worth seeing. In yeah, theater. it's really good, very beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Which is also like why Christopher Nolan has been has, has been such an ass about releasing Tenet. Yeah, because he he obviously puts a lot of thought and care into like how he films his movies as well. Yes, and they're like meant for the big screen. Um, so like, yeah, I definitely want to go see Tenet, but I don't know if I want to go see it in a movie theater right now because yeah. you know all that stuff yeah i agree uh, like i said I, i'm okay with going to see a movie in the theater right now i just you know this was not the movie if i could guarantee that. that it's gonna be like a small crowd yeah but like i just yeah i, I don't want to go sit in a crowd yeah theater. Yeah, that's, yeah that's 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 kind of my thing about it like if i could yeah. if i could make sure that like the screen i'm, go- I'm going to is going to be like spaced out yeah if there's yeah. like t- you and maybe 20 other people right but that, like, that's the thing i worry about like staying in a, in this, a single room with like a hundred people yeah. all breathing the same air. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I know everyone's going to be wearing masks and stuff, but that only helps so much. Uh, but yeah, stop thinking about what's the worst in the world and start thinking start about... start thinking about how to be excellent to each other. Yeah, so and this was the... Uh, party the, on, dude. I've never seen a Bill and Ted movie before. I, I know, that's so wild to me because... That was like I don't know. We watched those movies in school. Yeah, you talked like, about that. <laughs> we talked about that before. Uh, a more than one teacher like made us watch the Bill and Ted movies. That's so weird to me. I know it's yeah. really really strange, but yeah. whatever. Hey, you know. <laughs> but I, I did. I didn't see those movies, but I did watch like a basically like a recap of both of them before this. Completely so, unnecessary. Well, just so I would get some of the inside jokes. Yeah, sure. Because um, obviously a movie like this, there's going to be those. And, sure. and from my understanding, and you could probably speak more to this, but there definitely were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like, you know, 25 years after the, the last mm-hmm. one came out. Um, they're they're back and making another Bill and Ted movie. Sure. And I don't think it would have ever happened without the Keanu sans. No, I don't think uh, so with, Without Keanu Reeves' resurgence into becoming a, a movie star again, I don't think this would have ever happened. Right. And, like, it's super cool because, like, obviously uh, he cares a lot about the character. And, sure. Um, you know, Alex Winter, I I. I don't think I don't know what else he's done. No, since, right. Since Raise a family, I think, is like the extent of it. Which is you know good on him. Yeah, man. Uh, but it's also just really cool to, to see like these two guys getting to play these characters that yeah. kind of started their career to some extent. Yeah, and they they like if you're worried that this movie is like if you're worried that they're gonna Ghostbusters 2016 this this <laughs> franchise. You don't have to worry because this is like this movie is so in the vein of the first two that it's like it feels like such a natural continuation of the of the. It's so funny to say the story arc of Bill and Ted, but <laughs> like there is a story arc to yeah. Bill and Ted, um, uh, and this feels like a really natural continuation. It's 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 way better than it has any right to be, and it just I don't know, man. It, it felt right. It felt good. 
Um, you don't really need to see the first two to uh, enjoy this movie. No, because I, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps because, like you said, there are some inside jokes um, and and some cool little like they they brought Rufus back. They they did a little uh, digitized George Carlin at one point. Yeah, movie, that was that was really nice. Which is like, really sweet. Um, so, so so there was a few things that I already knew about Bill and Ted. Yeah, and one of them was that uh, George Carlin was a big part of it. Yes. Um, so now that he's no longer with us, uh, I was really wondering like how they would they would do like how if they would do anything with it. And it was like a really like nice. I, I thought it was like a, just a nice gesture. It was. Yeah. Um, they like show up in the future and he they, they, like a holographic version of him and he's kind of like greeting them and yeah. And uh, both Bill and Ted are are, are like they they it, it's it seemed a little bit you know out of character but also is this like nice because they both like have like this nice like gesture of yeah gratitude towards them it was definitely put in the script in reverence like it was yeah, yeah it yeah. was a nice little thing that they yeah did. I, I like that stuff you know me too it, I, I really love that yeah, yeah. don't like you know it, it's it's stuff like that that i like it's the weird stuff where they like if they would have like di- tried to digitize him yeah, no. and like do like this weird cgi thing like oh, they did man. with grandma tarkin yeah, in i know one grandma tarkin <laughs> If they tried to do that, I would have. I would have been like, "That's dumb." But also, like, their budget was way too small to try to pull that off. Yeah, right. But like, what they did was really, really nice. Um, and uh, but yeah, basically, like the the story of this is, uh, you know, it's from from my understanding of, of of Bill and Ted one and two, is that uh, you know, part of the part of the reason why they get access to like this time travel device is because in the future they write a song that unites the, the world. The world. Yeah. Um, and so what's what's good, good about this one is they ha- they basically like catch up with them where they're at now, mm-hmm. and they like, haven't written the song. They yet. haven't written the song yet. Yeah, yeah. but because that's obviously a lot to put on just yeah. two like dumb, dumb loser stoners, kids from yeah. from California. Right. Um, and so like they're like they they try to do it and, like they get this nice little like catch up at the beginning, uh, where it shows like their their career over time yeah because at the end of the second movie they like put a hit out and like, yeah they kick ass and you know supposedly like you're meant to believe that they're going to take over the world and it's going to be like this big thing and they fulfilled the prophecy so they you know we talk about this a lot on this show the soft reset the set everything yeah back go back to the status standards. quo yeah right yeah but it makes sense because, like, how, like how many times does a band get a, one big, huge hit song, yeah. and they just completely disappear? Yeah, and they're like they spend all this time trying to cash in on that, right? So, like, it it makes sense. It totally makes sense for that to happen, and uh, it's really funny because, um, I guess, uh, again, the other thing I knew about Bill and Ted, I guess, is Bogus Journey more than uh, Excellent, Excellent Adventure. Adventure. Yeah, is that the that death becomes their bass player? Yes. Um. So they have like this this funny little like aside that. Uh, like Death's head got too big, and he thought he was like the. You know, he became he became kind of a diva. Yeah, and he like played forty minute bass solos. <laughs> he, like he's the one who broke up the band. Yeah, which I think is a really really funny joke. Um, so like it, yeah, it's just it's just a really fun movie, and I like the way that they they introduce where they're at now. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's great because like the first time you see them, um, they're playing. For their brother, yeah, Ted's brother's Ted's brother's wedding. wedding. Um, so when I was when I was like doing the like when I was watching that recap of the the first two, like I thought it was so funny how um, the woman who married uh, Ted's dad in the first one, yeah, like. <laughs> 
broke up with him and, and then married, married uh, Bill's, Bill's dad, dad in the yeah. second one. And then this one, he's, she's marrying Ted's <laughs> <Dad's> brother. <laughs> oh, my God. That, jo- so that joke where he's, like, where he's like, yeah, so now my, now my dad is becoming his own son. I was yeah. like... That's immediately, so funny. Immediately, it's just so 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 funny. That's a setup thirty years in the making. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so like, good. <laughs> it's a really really funny joke. And so well, the cool thing is, like the for this movie, the 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 same writers of the first two are, wrote this one as well. Yeah. Um, so you could tell. Yeah. yeah, you could tell. It's, it's it's great that they were able to like bring these these jokes and references forward and yeah. um, just just really embody like what I think makes made those movies you know cult classics, cult classics yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then, like you see, like Bill and Ted, like they, they perform this song that's trying to be like super ambitious because yeah. they're trying everything they can to like to make the most like impactful. Twenty five years later, they're, yeah, like they're, like, they're still, still working on it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, like they're throwing like every instrument, theremin, into the, bagpipes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's 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 not going it's not going well. Real yeah. talk, I thought that first song was a banger. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not bad. Was cool, but I like weird stuff. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's, do it's obviously doesn't it, it obviously would not have mass appeal. But I it, never I, thought you could plug a distortion pedal in. Do a theremin, but here we are. Oh hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, real talk, I want to get a theremin at some point. Me too. And mess I, around I, with I, it. I think them. they're pre- pretty fucking cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it just gets off at a, a, like you just yeah, like you said, status quo. You see Bill and Ted kind of both at their lowest points again. Yep. Um, except they have daughters now. Yeah, I say it's important to talk about that when we talk about this movie because it's very obviously set up from the beginning of the movie that. Um, like they don't realize it but you as the audience pretty much know right from the start that their daughters are going to be the ones who write the song or you know they're going to be important very important they're going to be very important yeah Yeah. um Um, and i will just say right off the top uh like they're they are some of my favorite parts of the movie oh i agree I, i i talked about this when we were writing it like we're, uh, we're, we're watching it. We're watching yeah. it. Yeah. By the way, we wrote this movie. <laughs> Most excellent. Most excellent. I hadn't seen the first two, but I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll no, just give my shot. Yeah. It. How hard can it be? Um, <laughs> no, I thought it was. Uh, I I love when movies do the like the kids that act exactly like the parents thing. Yeah. So we get this great thing of their daughters like acting exactly like they act in the first two movies when they're younger, and it's so fucking. It's incredible. Funny. Uh, the the actress who uh, plays. I, I so like is so Bill is uh, Alex Winters right? Yes. Okay. So like the 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 girl who plays Ted's daughter. Oh my god, she's perfect. Fucking crushes it. Yeah. Um, I had to look this up because I recognized her, but I couldn't remember from what. Mm. Uh, she's the the girl who works the ice cream shop with um the guy in Stranger Things. No season way, three. really? Yeah, that's oh. her. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. yeah. I wow. Yeah. So it, it, she's, she's she's like my favorite character in the third season. She's, she's really so really awesome. good. Yeah. yeah. She's really really good in that. Um. And she's re- she's great in this. And she does like a spot on Keanu Reeves impression. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's, it's so it's like the mannerisms too. I know. She's it's, like it's exaggerated for sure, but it's 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 perfect. Yeah. You it's can tell so she good. like watched the movies and like just practiced doing it over and over again. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so good. It's really 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 good. And then um, Bill's daughter. Yeah. Uh, she was the uh, the lead in Ready or Not. Yes, I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. Yeah, uh, and uh, she's like it was weird seeing her in this because in that movie it's, she's a totally different character. Right, exactly. Uh, but she's she's great because again they're both doing like an impression of their father and it's it's it's, it's so fun and campy and silly and, yeah. and they both do a really good job and it's 
just really funny the whole way through. Um, so yeah, they they you know, <laughs> and then one of my other favorite gags is the when they go to the couples therapy. Yeah. So they, they bring the- <laughs> so they go to couple so they go to couple couples therapy together. Yeah. Uh, a couple of couples. A, a couple of couples, which is really really funny. Um, as if there were like one person. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Um, I think it's this really funny scene. The the, the couple counselor. I, I I can't remember who who uh, what the actor is, but she's she's really really funny. Yeah. She was in um like workaholics. Yeah. And uh, twenty two Jump Street Mm-mm. and stuff, uh, but she's really really funny. And this movie and those, I'm gonna look up the actors' people's names so that I can give them a proper yeah, shout give them credit. Yeah. Um, so the daughters are played by Samari Samara Weaving, uh, who plays Thea, who's yeah. <laughs> Ted's daughter, and then uh, Bridget Lindy. Oh my God, I can't talk or read. Bridget Lundy Payne, who plays Billy. Billy. Uh, Bill's daughter, and they're great. And then scrolling through IMDb, where's Jillian Bell yeah. uh, plays the the therapist, and she's she's really really funny. She's funny like everything I've ever seen her in. Um, so I like that. But she, I like that she was in there. And then also another great like really funny actress that's in this movie shows up like pretty soon after this is uh, um, Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is like every time she shows up, I'm happy. I know. Because she's like one of my favorite community actresses. Um, Um, Yeah. uh, She, uh, I guess maybe not so famously for people who aren't in the know, but first time I ever saw her was on Flight of the Concords. She played the character Mel, who was like the funniest part of that show. (laughs) It's a very funny show, but she's. They have one fan and she's fucking obsessed with them both. Um, And she's so fucking funny in that show. She's really, really funny. I think more people would know her from. Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, Tina, right? No, no, she plays. Um, uh, wow, I just totally blanked on it. Uh, the other one, the other daughter. Oh, <laughs> not uh, Tina. Uh, Louise. Louise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, but I think she's more famously known for that now. Yeah. Uh, both great shows, but uh, she plays uh, the daughter of Bill Carlin's character. Yeah. Uh, George Carlin. Oh my god. That's all right. <laughs> Woo! George Carlin's character. Sorry. <laughs> Greatest comedian of all time, Bill Carlin. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. Woo! Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how the plot sets up. It's like, you know, everything's fallen apart for them and their careers have totally, like, collapsed up to this point. They're still trying to write the song that Rufus told them they need to write. Yep. Um and they get uh, and they, their wives are leaving. Their wives are very close to leaving them because they they still haven't written the song. And rather than settle down and try and get real jobs, they're still like joined at the hip and uh, trying to do the trying to do the thing. The band's gonna make it. The band's gonna make it. Twenty five years later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that's where the plot comes in. Is Rufus's daughter comes and picks him up and takes him to the future. And um. You know the what they have a couple like it, it, they it runs at the runtime of the movie which yeah. i think is a really brilliant uh creative decision they have like an hour and a half to yeah so i i, I love this sort of thing in movies me too anytime there's a ticking the ticking clock ticking clock that is actually in the real runtime of the film yeah is is a like okay so one that's like really hard to edit right so that's very impressive that they would even like do that but it's also just it's just a fun like I think it's a fun like third wall break, third yeah. wall break, fourth, fourth wall, break. wall break, 
Wow, Dan, <laughs> what are you even doing? Drink another one there, bud. Yeah, uh, a, a fun little fourth wall break uh, to the audience. Um, so anytime that happens, I, yeah. I, I enjoy that sort of trope at, at movies. Yeah, I think she says something like, you have 78 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's, it's like if you pause it, you probably like, it would be the exact, well, exact yeah, like, like runtime right, of the movie. Right yeah. There, yeah, which is fun. Um and so they're like, yeah, so we got to figure out how to write the song. And it's like, she, she's like, so get to it. And then like this, this like case of instruments just like rises up out of the floor. Yep. Uh, and instead of like <laughs> using those and writing the song, they think it's better to go in the future and steal a song from, from themselves. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Except they didn't write the song then. So. Right. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. That um, they and so you get it like that. That's basically like their journey across yep. the story, and then their daughters are like, they see they see this this like pod come down and they get into it. And they're like, oh man, our dads are in big trouble. Yeah, um, we, we got to try to help out them. how to help them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so when like that pod comes back, they uh, they get inside of it and they they go to try to form the best band of all time. Yes, to to you know play along with her dads yeah and that's uh the the story's really kind of told in those two parts is like the switch between bill and ted and then their daughters uh you know going all throughout time bill and ted trying to steal the song from themselves (laughs) yeah and then their daughters like putting the band together which is fucking awesome yeah it's really Um, cool it's established early on that um basically all their daughters do is just sit around and listen listen to music music all the time right uh, which you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and they know, <laughs> and they know a shitload of they like they're they're like music nerds. So yeah, like you know. but like super music nerds. They like they just like to the granular level, right? Um, which is you know basically you know how not like why they're important in the story, yeah. but like if it, it sets them up to as to how they can like yeah see every serious jazz fan ever. Uh, you know, like knowing who played with who and like who's the best at this and you know what I mean. Yeah, like they overanalyze everything. They kind of show it to you. Right, right. Um, which is really cool. The first time we see them go anywhere, they, they go to see uh, Jimi Hendrix play in London in 67. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to the dude who played Hendrix who like – like the and the costume design oh, is of course, great yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we can't like – we can't not talk about how good the costume design is. Yeah. Um, because everybody's fucking like it looks so perfect. Well, anytime you have a time travel movie, you gotta you gotta put that emphasis on there, right? That's why like every period drama ever wins the best costume design at sure. the Oscars because <laughs> it's so. But like even even like the futuristic stuff that Kristen Shaw's got on, and, yeah. Um, and then like their daughters, the clothes their daughters wear is so fucking cool. It's just you know, it's like uh, punk chic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's just really well done. Um, but when they go to see Jimi Hendrix, the dude who pl- is playing Hendrix, number one, he's like he's wearing like the the band of gypsies Monterey '67 outfit, right? Yep. Um, and he's just I don't know, man. He he looks he stands like. Jimi Hendrix stood with a guitar like that. My my only my only gripe, and this is a very small one, yeah. is he's too short. Yeah, I was gonna say because like Hendrix is like tall. six foot five, yeah, right. famously big dude. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like again, you gotta like this is not that movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> like you gotta excuse something. Gotta like that. forgive it. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, this is not that movie. Uh, and yeah, but he ha- he he has like the the voice down and like the the casual like mannerisms and stuff yeah. like that um, for sure. Uh, the only thing he didn't have down was the fake guitar playing, but again, yeah, this right. is not that movie. That's <laughs> like, all right, whatever. 
That's why for most of the shots when he's playing guitar, it's like it's from his from like, behind, shoulders yeah, up yeah, or right. from behind. Yeah, that's all right. But yeah, yeah it's, it's whatever. They yeah. get ga- they gather. The it's whole- hard to fake playing like Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know, kind of the greatest of all time. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, they but they go around and put together this band, and it's like I also really like that when they go in and, and meet Jimi Hendrix, that he doesn't immediately just like jump right. on with them. Right, they have to like convince him to come along with them, which is right. which is cool because like it would be maybe like super excusable for a movie like this to be like, hey, Jimi Hendrix, come on, and join the join the band. And like, yeah, all right, and then he just does it. <laughs> um, yeah, but like they had they have to prove to him. That they are from the future yeah. and they're trying to get the greatest musicians of all time, and so like it was also like a really cool thing. Like okay, so who does Jimi Hendrix respect? Yeah, and they went back to the twenties and got Louis Armstrong, which right. is like a really cool, like you know, understanding. Like it's clear the writers of this movie understood what makes these artists so great. Yeah, and like got you know that that sort of stuff as well. So much so that every time they go take somebody back, they they go further back in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, which is really fucking cool. They get yeah. they get Louis Armstrong, then they get Mozart, then they get oh god, what's her name? Uh, yeah, I, I should I should look this up. It's a uh, famous Chinese flautist. I don't think he, I don't think you can say Chinese. Really, famous <laughs> Oriental flautist. Perfect. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> no, of course. No, not. Ling Lun. Ling Lun, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then they go further back, and they get like a like the joke is that they know so much about music yeah. history that they like <laughs> they know this this cave person from like eleven thousand BC who's playing the, like rock drums. Yeah, like, yeah, like literally He's drums got, like, a on rocks. Kit. Yeah, which uh, is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, the, my favorite part of that scene is, like, they, they walk into the no, tent. No, she's the best, dude. Like, <laughs> and, then, and the drummer just, like, freaks out. He's, like, he, like, runs away from me. He's, like, so yeah. scared, which is great. Uh, uh, also, like, so they, they take, like, a cell phone video of Jimi Hendrix playing guitar. They yeah. show it to Louis Armstrong. And yeah. he's, like, looking at the phone. The phone? He's, like, <laughs> going behind it and stuff, yeah. which is good. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have stuff like that. Cool in, little, in cool yeah. little asides. Yeah, yeah, I love it's, it. It's fun. Um, uh, so, yeah, they, they, get, they get a band together. Um, which is cool, um, but yeah, I, I really like that that journey that they take through yeah. music history. Yeah, uh, and it's it's like a fun combination of like weird musicians that you probably would never. Yeah, right. Expect. It starts out totally normal, and then it just yeah, it would, slowly... make, sense. It would make sense that Louis Armstrong and Jimi Hendrix want to sure. play together. And once you get to Mozart, it just starts going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love that they like. They keep going further and further back, and like, yeah. I also yeah. like the little thing that like Jimi Hendrix respects Mozart, yeah. which he probably did. Oh, like, sure. Jimi Hendrix yeah. was like, who doesn't? Yeah, right? Mozart's like, it's Mozart. He well, Silieri. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he didn't respect Mozart until he did. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: uh, Watch Amadeus. Yeah. If you if you're interested in, in Mozart, way better movie than it had any right to be. God, that's a good movie. It is a good. It's movie. a really really good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to watch a different Mozart movie, yeah, right. Yeah, that, I would say that was that is my only gripe about the musician thing in this movie is that, like, when they show Mozart, he's all prim and proper, and I'm yeah. like, I said, yeah, you know, Mozart would probably be drunk at one of these things, right. like knowing if you know anything about, I mean, he, like, he, actually, him and Jimi Hendrix would actually get along quite well because they were both big so. showboats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's to say, like Mozart would be like he was the original like play behind your back guy, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and actually, the one thing that Amadeus gets really super right is they 
they show you like how Mozart, by all accounts of of who he was, actually would have been. It's just yeah. this fucking boyish punk <laughs> idiot who like has to be the center of attention to the life of the party all the time. Um, yep. And in this movie, he's very prim and proper, but right, that's okay. I, I think that's how most people would would, would associate yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, again, this this is not like trying to get these these no. characters like down to the T. It's a caricature uh, of them, which works. is again perfect for this kind totally of movie. Works. Yeah, um, but you contrast their daughter's journey with their journey of. Would you say it's a bogus journey? I would say it's an excellent adventure. Yeah, eventually they they have to face the music. They do have to face the music. <laughs> hey, there it is. That's the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you can you contrast that with this like this really funny weird. It's really weird when you think about it. Like yeah, in a bubble away from the rest of the movie. <laughs> They like they like take this trip to go steal the song from themselves. Yeah, which sounds good only if you think about it on the first level. Like if you if you go one layer deeper, it's like, but wait, no, because we didn't actually write it. But of course they would think this. Yeah, exactly. Of course they would think it's, this. Yeah. it's perfect. It's yeah. so in character. But they just keep going farther and farther back to different versions of themselves. Far, like, farther forward. In no, the farther forward yeah. rather to uh, to different versions of themselves. <laughs> yeah, like more advanced until they. And it's they, great because you just see how progressively like worse off they keep yeah getting. they get you get worse like the first time you see them <laughs> they're playing an open mic they're playing like an open mic in the yeah, evening yeah right um, to like a crowd of like four people right <laughs> and then they get in an argument with themselves which is hilarious it's so funny yeah um, <laughs> like they're you know two year older version of them is like pissed at younger version like you guys lost your wives and you know and they're like wait what and then, then it becomes a journey about like like part trying to get the song and then part trying to save their relationships at yeah. the same time. <laughs> they take um, like these like little side yeah. things. It's just oh man to try and save their uh, save, save their, their wives. Yeah. yeah, it's really really um, funny. Which is really funny because like the older uh, the first time they meet an older version of themselves, it's two years in the future. <laughs> yeah, and they say like, like so how long would it take us to come up with the best song in the world? Let's be a little conservative. Let's go two years, years right? They <laughs> <laughs> go way far, and then like. The two-year-older versions of themselves say something like, yeah, you lost your wives, and then you go back and try and save them, and you make, make it, it worse. worse. And then they're like, we should go back. we got to try and stop. And then they do it and make it worse. And, like, yeah. it's really funny. Like, they just self-fulfill the prophecy. Yeah. Um, and what? Then they go five years in the future, and they, they end up at this gigantic mansion. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run into themselves, and they have shit, like, their, their future selves have champagne for it for them like this time we knew you were coming guys and they give them like this cd of this song yeah and they listen to it and they're like oh wow that's fuck that's really awesome and they're you're about to leave and like take it back and to you know to play it to everybody and they open the door and dave Grohl is outside and he's like <laughs> who are you two what are you doing in my house <laughs> they just shut the door on him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, really fucking funny. And <laughs> great, get, great cameo by Dave Grohl. Yeah, right. Just yeah. shows up for like 30 <laughs> seconds of the movie to do this one show. I really thought he was going to show up. I thought that he was going to be the drummer that they <laughs> yeah. got. That would have been great. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure he's he's way busier than... than... <laughs> yeah, just threw him in this for just a, just as a quick little gag. Yeah. Uh, and then I love that like, the next scene is like the older Bill and Ted like... Who had this big facade on, like these, like rock and roll clothes <laughs> yeah. and everything? It's uh, like Bill is dressed, Bill is dressed just like, uh, um, uh, like Robert Plant. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's in Hanoi Rocks. He's just like, 
this like big 80s hair and like a leopard print suit um I, Keanu Reeves is like wearing the fucking <laughs> dude he's like a top hat top and like hat these like feather skin wild. tight like blue and pink <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like spandex. spandex it's so weird uh, and then the next shot is them like getting out of those clothes and he's yeah. got this big fake beer belly on <laughs> yeah it's, it's great really really funny um, <laughs> see Keanu Reeves with a beer belly <laughs> yeah outstanding it's so fucking so funny. really really funny uh, and then they jump again further it, it's just like the the costume design and the way they wrote it is so fucking funny like yeah they, they jump again further <laughs> and then the future them is in jail for breaking into Dave <laughs> <Yeah. Girl's laughs> but they're like buff and ripped and they have tattoos all over and oh like, man yeah like the 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 muscle suit that that bill's wearing is <laughs> so it's in, it's insane he has a he's a fucking forehead tattoo yeah it's incredible Oh man! Now, 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 while this is all going on, uh, the the head leader council person or whatever, yeah, uh, from the future, from the future, uh, she's she has a theory that the the prophecy that they they bring the world together is because they actually get killed, yeah, uh, and so she like builds this this super robot, very very <laughs> Terminator esque. Um, what a weird character! Oh my god! Can we just talk about how fucking weird this character this, is? This guy stole the whole fucking movie. It's from so me. funny. Stole the whole fucking movie. Like, yeah, it works. It shouldn't have worked by any account. And it, it, it like I like that it just keeps getting better. It, yeah, it, it's like it gets so weird by the end of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's so um, funny. So they build this like super robot to go uh, and, and track them down and kill them. Um, and at first, it's like it's just like this cold, like yeah, you know, merciless, killer. merciless killer. Um, but he goes back uh, to to where they're at Dave's girl, Dave Grohl's house, mm. um, and like he's a he's about to shoot them. They're in they're in the the phone booth, which is the uh, time travel device right. in this series. And um, right as he's about to shoot them, they go back in time, and he fires his laser, and the 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 police that show up, like his his dad is among them. Yeah. Bring the fucking SWAT team for some reason. Yeah, right. Um, he, like the 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 phone booth disappears, shoots the laser, hits his dad, and then the, gets the um, the SWAT team van behind him. Right. And then like the ex- just the expression on his face, just like <laughs> oh oh, oops. <laughs> like I totally did not expect that. I totally expected this. Like yeah, he's supposed stone to be cold, cold, like merciless killing. But like robot. yeah, like see, his his only objective is to kill Bill and Ted. Right. So, like, the first person he kills is not what he's supposed to do. He's, oh, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> so, um, I looked it up, because, like, I'm like, who, who is who's this actor? This yeah. Because he's so fucking funny. Um, have, you, have you seen Barry on HBO? No, although everybody keeps okay. telling me to watch Barry. I highly recommend it. The yeah. actor who plays the, the robot mm-hmm. is, is one of the, the, the guys from Barry. He's, mm. he's one of the mob bosses in that. And he's so fucking funny in that show. Mm. And he, that that's like it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect <laughs> for this role because it's the same kind of guy. Like he, like you're you're supposed to be afraid of him. Yeah. But he's like he's like so awkward and like bumbling, and it's just it's perfect. Yeah. Absolute perfect casting. Um, and he, he just gets just further like later on in the movie it goes way it spirals <laughs> out of control by the by the time we're at the end of the movie yeah it's so but it works but it works so well it, it shouldn't work and again like, I think uh, it's in large part that that he does such a good job with this type of character yeah um, um, it shouldn't work because like if you read it in a script you'd be like what the fuck <laughs> this is so weird yeah yeah but this is this is absolutely that kind of movie yeah uh, so he accidentally kills uh, Ted's dad. 
Yep. And the SWAT fan. Then he gets his ass kicked when they go to the prison, like <laughs> to see the prison stuff. Like they're gonna they're gonna zap past Bill and Ted. Yeah. And future Bill and Ted step in and save them, so they you know right because I mean? if if past Bill and Ted die, then then they die. So right. They have to they have to stop the robot. <laughs> so this robot just gets his ass kicked. Yeah. By a bunch of prisoners. <laughs> and like the the head the head leader like Supreme Council whatever her name yeah. is, uh, is they're like watching this on like a hollow video or whatever. And yeah. It's just like. Dude, you're a robot. Get up! Like, <laughs> it's just like it's this great subversion of expectations. Yeah, and it works really, really well in this movie. Uh, um, well, and then what? Like, he ends up going back to the present after the girls have assembled the the world's ultimate band. Yeah, he's he's in the garage waiting for Bill and Ted to show up. Right, but it's it's them with the whole band. They yeah. open the garage door, and, and he just. <laughs> fires and he kills all of them he just murks them yeah yeah now we're laughing about the death of several characters i know at one Uh, time at one time hell but like the expression on his face when he does it it's just like oh oh oh, no he's like and he's like doing this like half robot twitch thing it's like but he's like remorseful yeah he's like oh i really messed up it's so fucking funny Uh, I can't even describe like the look on his face. It's just so hilarious. Like it's it's really impressive. He's able to convey that under like all that all the all the that prosthesis. Yeah, yeah, like the, the makeup and, and prosthetics and things like that. Uh, again, just like really just gives you know credit to that. That he actor. looks like Mecha Frieza. He's just like <laughs> you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Like he looks like Mecha Frieza. He's just yeah, or really... or a little bit of uh, like Mister Freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like industrial strength. You know what I mean? White with you know it's just weird it's, it's very strange but yeah it's it's he's just so funny in this um and then at the side at the same time there's another story where uh you know they're bill and ted's wives uh also go back in time with with future, with the future versions, versions of themselves trying to find a scenario in which they end up happy with bill and Ted. yeah it's really funny because like they don't dwell on this very very long but the versions of the future versions of bill and ted's wives that show up are like super elderly yeah it's just really really funny to me yeah i don't know why that, that's so funny to me uh they, they look just, like, like old people in the 1960s kind of they yeah. have these like that weird like, like big really sunglasses. big sunglasses yeah, yeah the pearl necklace and all right. that yeah it's really exaggerated again i just appreciate this movie knows exactly what it what it is right. it, it just leans into like the exaggerated caricatures of like these these what you're what you're expected yeah, to, to full think force of. yeah it's um, great um, we get a cameo from hell here again which was a big part of the second bill you mean death yeah no hell like it like the actual going to hell okay yeah yeah um, I, was, I was getting into that yeah uh, so <laughs> my, I think one of the funniest parts about when, uh, the robot kills Ted's dad yeah. is that the, the SWAT man goes to hell too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, why is the SWAT man going to hell? Yeah, but we can see <laughs> the big... the SWAT man have a soul? <laughs> right. Yeah, why not? <laughs> they bring that up later when the robot, you know, because eventually the robot fucking gets it. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, it's like they uh, they all end up in hell. We get to see like the daughters and the whole band. Like the it, that was part of the second movie, the big double doors that open up into hell. Um, so they brought that back, and we get to see big cheesy fake CGI hell in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is really funny because when they're like actually walking through it, it's like a super low budget set. 
Yeah, which is really way better than if they had this big, unique design for it. I think so, too. It it just suits this movie. It's like they filmed it in a laser tag facility or something. (laughs) Like, it's just super basic, and it it fucking works. Yeah, it works. It definitely works. Way more than, Um, like, super advanced, you know. Yeah, but before before Bill and Ted go to hell, um, they, they go, like... Because they before they they leave, like they head out on this this adventure or this journey uh, before they face the music, um, uh, I did it again. This is like the fourth time. I'm gonna do it like three more times before this is over. I'm sure. Um, they get this like stopwatch um, or pocket watch, I guess. Uh, from yeah. Uh, what's this? What's this character's name? George Carlin. Rufus. Rufus. They get this, this stopwatch that was this, this that pocket was watch Rufus's. that was this yeah. was Rufus's. And, you know, on it, it says, you know, the, you know, it won't make sense until the end. Yeah. Um, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and so, like, well, okay, well, maybe you have to go to the end. Uh, so they go to the future where Bill and Ted are kind of, like, on their deathbeds. Yeah. In, in a, uh, in, like, basically in hospice. Uh, and they, <laughs> this really weird conversation with their elderly selves. Yeah. Which is just, <laughs> which really... is like, they're pretending like they're their fathers. It's yeah. Like... It's, it's, it's like, it's sweet and touching, but also like really, really, really? funny. It's really funny. Yeah. It's designed to be funny. Like they're like poking fun at the drama thing of like saying goodbye to your estranged parents. Yeah. But they're like saying goodbye to themselves as yeah. though they're their fathers. It's just really funny. Ted says to himself, it's like, you know. I saw a lot of myself Self in you. you. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's really, really funny. Uh, and they, they give him a, a, a flash drive with, you know, the song. That MP46. They, MP46. Yeah. Uh, and and like, oh, man, we got the song. All right. And, and so, like, they, they, ha- they go out in the courtyard and uh, the robot's there to kill them. Yeah. But they have the song now. So the robot can't, can't kill, kill, kill them because they have the song. And he's also like remorseful for killing both their families. Yeah, and like he's like really sad. <laughs> and, and so like they they realize okay, so like their whole all their families are in hell, so they have to get they have to get there. Uh, so they're like, well, just shoot us, you know, yeah. just do what you were supposed to do and shoot us. It's like, but you have the song, so they break the flash drive. Right. Uh, and but then at that point, he's still like so overcome with remorse that he can't bring himself to do it. <laughs> And it's like it's this really it's kind of like strangely dark. Yeah, it's it's really well. That's if you know anything. If you you have to watch the first two movies. I'm going to now for this, sure because I really enjoyed this one a lot. This humor is right on line with the first two movies because right. a lot of the humor in those first two are really weird and like really out there. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like way way weirder than what you'd normally see in any other, any other comedy that would come out nowadays. Um, so this fits totally, but he like, he like turns the turns laser, the laser on, himself on himself and like <laughs> shoots himself and Bill and Ted jump on it just in time to, yeah. to die with him. <laughs> and then they both fall down into the, like this gigantic pit of hell and then the robot falls behind them. And they're like, they like have this moment where they're like, well, that, that doesn't, I didn't expect that. That doesn't yeah, make why any is the sense. Robot here? Yeah. <laughs> And they just don't address it. No. And this is this is where the character, like the robot assassin character, this is a, this is a weird sentence. This is where the robot assassin character goes off the rails. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like he's like starts remembering. He's like, no, I have a name, and he's like, like he's gaining sentience and well, remorse. Because they, they keep referring to him as the robot. The he's robot. Like, well, right. I have a name. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, yeah, whatever. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't remember what's his name. He says it like sixteen times. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, give me, give fuck. me a minute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, Dennis Caleb McCoy. Dennis Caleb McCoy. I have a name. It's it's, it's Dennis. It's Dennis. Dennis, Caleb McCoy, and they're like, yeah, whatever, we get it, your name's Dennis. <laughs> like, he's like, it's so funny because they're like walking into hell to get their family. Yeah. And the robot's behind them. And he's like having this big epiphany and they're all like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter, who cares. It's like so weird that they wrote that in as like this this robot gains sentience and feelings and emotion and like remembers who he is. <laughs> but yeah. they just don't fucking like... But again, like it, he just—he totally like steals like every scene he's in for the rest of the movie. Yeah, because he's just so—he's really, really funny, and it just plays real—it plays really well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because like it's—it's it's absolutely not what you expect uh, that character to be like. No. Um. So that's that's a good that's really good. So they go to hell and they they meet up with uh their family. Um. Oh, I forgot. We forgot to mention a pretty big uh part of the story. Uh, one of the reasons why they, they have to go back and do this is because, like, the space-time continuum is breaking. Yeah. And it's, like, pulling people out of time and putting them in other times. There's a lot of, like, really fun gags with that. Yeah. Um, I think two of my favorite bits are, are both related to Jesus, which, yeah. you know, as, as they probably should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, in the intro of the movie, you see uh, Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. uh, rapper extraordinaire, uh on stage, like performing a concert, and he gets like warped out, and then in his place, Jesus is there. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if if you're familiar with Kid Cudi's music, and if you're familiar with the type of audience that he attracts, yeah, uh, that would probably be super scary because we're probably high as fuck. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but also, they'd probably be like, "Oh shit, Jesus is here." Okay, yeah, right. cool. All right. <laughs> There's another one where he like he he is walking on water on the Delaware River. Yes, yeah. Like, so during like, the Revolutionary War. <laughs> It's the famous scene of George Washington, uh, you know, yeah, like sailing crap. down the Delaware. Yeah. Uh, but George Washington gets warped out, and Jesus gets warped in. He's walking on, on water, water, which is great. You know, just got to do the, the like walk on water gag, which yeah, is you know, really cla- funny. classic Jesus, classic Jesus, classic Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really funny, and that's also how like Kid Cudi gets involved in the story as well. Yeah, uh, played by himself. Yes. Um, which I, I, really funny like, decision to write him as like. Like insanely smart about physics. Yeah, he like, knows everything that's going on with like the quantum <laughs> yeah. mechanics of what's what's happening. Yeah, which is really really funny. That's a, that's a movie trope. Is like the uh, the the character who you wouldn't expect to be. You know what I mean? Like have knowledge about well, something like well, that. It, but why wouldn't you expect him to know about that? Chris? Because he's Kid Cudi. He's a rapper. Uh huh. But why? Like, what about him makes you think that? Oh my you wouldn't God, know Dan, about that. Don't do this. <laughs> I guess, I guess you have a point, though, because... I'm kidding. The other thing that I'm thinking... The other movie I'm thinking of where they do this is Me, Myself, and Irene. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. Okay, so there's... Uh, I have not. We're going to get off on a little tangent here. Oh, when do we ever do that? <laughs> there's a... In Me, Myself, and Irene, uh, Jim Carrey uh, plays this big, dopey kind of guy who just snaps one day. Oh, Jim Carrey, okay. Yeah. Um, but, like... Uh, one of the jokes in the movie is that uh, his wife uh, very obviously cheats on him because when she gives birth, she gives birth to uh, three black sons, and they he just never f- addresses it, and he like and his wife leaves and he raises these three <laughs> these three boys. Uh, Anthony Anderson's one of them, and there's these okay. three like big black sons that he has, 
Um, but they grow up My to be like sons, in, won't you come? <laughs> they grow up to be like insanely smart, like Ivy Leaguers. But they talk, they talk like you know, like a normal uh, a black American would talk. But they're like, they're oh, so t- like a normal person would talk, just like how we were talking. Oh my right god, now. Dan, stop! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they, no. Could you please clarify? Just oh, explain to me how a black god. person's supposed to talk. Dan. <laughs> Why, why are you doing this to me? You don't have to. I have to. It's a joke. You're derailing me. Um, no, it's it's and it's fucking hilarious in that movie because they're like they're talking about quantum mechanics and nice. like at one point they're trying to they're trying to pilot a helicopter and they like they know what they're doing and he's like. Uh, I can't. The the instruction manual is in German, and like Anthony Anderson yells something in in German, and they subtitle it. I'll have to show it to you because it's fucking yeah, that hilarious. Sounds, that sounds good. That sounds um, really funny. But it's the same thing here. Is like because Kid Cudi's like a stoner rapper, right? Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's so funny to see him like talking like really serious quantum mechanics. <laughs> yeah, it's like in, way like way in depth explaining it. But yeah, right. it, it is really really funny. Um, um yeah, the classic trope. There's uh, another good one that doesn't have a black person, so Dan can't make fun of me. <laughs> uh there's a movie, a really funny comedy movie called Sex Drive. Uh if you ever get the chance to watch it, it's it sounds like it should be really I've, I've heard this is better than it deserves to be. It is yeah, way better. I heard than it's it actually deserves. really funny. It I think, is really I think you funny. were I think you and I were talking about this before. Yeah, there uh Seth Green shows up in the movie at one point and they're like they're they're driving a like a an old GTO judge and it oh, breaks nice. down on the side of the road in Amish country <laughs> and like Seth Green's character is an Amish guy and he's riding past and he's like, "Oh man, you guys having uh, trouble with your car?" And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, I could help you. And they're like, nah, it's, you know, I don't think you could help. And he's like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't know anything about your 69 GTO, Judge. Because <laughs> it's just like something from the future for me. So he's just like this dude. And like they end up fixing the car and like tip topping it. And there's like a great scene of Seth Green coming out, like wiping grease off his hands. And he's like, oh, you, your radiator's completely flooded out. And he's like, do this in-depth analysis of it. Uh, it's really, really funny. I love that trope. The, the no, it's yeah, I know what you're talking great about great in comedy. Yeah. Uh, like the the dude who the character that sh- shouldn't know as much about something as they do, uh, and plays it up to comedic effect. And Cuddy does that really, really well. Here. Yeah, uh, Cuddy's like actually a low key really funny guy. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. He's in one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies, yeah. uh, Need for Speed. Oh hell yeah! Have you seen that? I have. Oh, yeah. it's it's. It is Fucking great. It's really Aaron not a good Ball. movie, nope. but it's so watchable. Yeah, and he's really really funny in that movie too. Um, it's also really funny that he's like sharing the the space of with like Jimi Hendrix, I know. Amadeus Mozart, and like all these people, and he's like has like two good albums, and then just kind of like petered out petered yeah. out yeah uh sorry I, I I still love Man on the Moon yeah you know? hey man me too Man on the Moon too also really good yeah. Everybody, uh, shout out to Cuddy. Day night. Mm. <laughs> um, I think he even they even address it at some point. Like, like, uh, uh, you're not really a historical figure, though. And he's like, oh, I am now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been really funny if they like actually like dug the knife deeper and were like, well, yeah, but you, you you're not really that. You kind of suck now. Like, what what happened? Ooh. <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that. No, they yeah, not not, that. not this movie. No. Um, but yeah, he's really funny in this movie, and uh, he, he was also he's also in season three of Westworld. Is he really? Yeah, he's really good in that too. Okay, he's a you know pretty decent actor. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a better actor than he is a, a musician rapper now. Yeah, I don't know. Right, yeah, uh, but I'll leave that for someone else to decide. Um, 
but yeah, so he he's, he's like he he teams up with the the girls to help them out, like help them understand what's actually happening, and then uh, it it kind of just all like all comes together at the end. Yeah, uh, where you know Bill and Ted figure out that you know the the people who who make this one song that unites the, the universe is their daughters. Yes. Uh, which is this really nice, you know, mm-hmm. sweet little moment at the end. Which is something that we, like, the, first of all, they get death as the basis back in the band. Yes. Their daughters reconcile with death. Oh, man. And it, it's, it's funny, because, like, they, they just basically, you know, butter him up. Yeah, they butter him up, yeah. Because uh, apparently death had his own solo career after he right. left Wild Stallions. Yeah. And, uh... Some of my favorite jokes are, like, the dumb song names. Like, <laughs> Too Pale to Cry. Too Pale to Cry? <laughs> really good yeah it's it's good it's real good uh they actually got the same actor who played uh death and yes Bill and Ted too. i will say yeah uh, the same guy yeah and he's 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 really funny in this as well yeah um so that that's a really funny scene because they're basically like you know saying oh yeah we we, we we you know that that album was like one of the most underrated albums of, yeah. of 1998 or whatever is like yeah but everybody hated it and like they said it was like worse than than this other one they're just like well, oh, yeah, making yeah, parts, yeah. yeah. Making parts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even they couldn't, like, admit yeah, right. to his face, that it, which is good. It's just so funny because they're like, I don't know. I can't I can't get over how fucking funny it is to watch those two act like their dads. Oh, man. It's and, yeah, so, they, like, they I know they keep it. coming back to it, but it's so funny. Like, it's it's just, perfect. They nail it. They like, do such a good job. Um, and it's, yeah, probably worth seeing just for that. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really funny. Really um, good performances. Um, but, yeah, by the, by the time we get to the end of the movie, and, and like I said, it's pretty apparent, like, from the beginning uh, what's going to happen at the end, and that's okay. Like, you kind of know, like, right off the bat that the daughters are going to end up being very important to the story. Because um, there's, like, no reason for them to be in the movie if... if they're not and you know it's it's i'm glad that they did because it was yeah. very easy just to like throw in these characters and be like well you know it makes sense that they have kids now and, yeah. and you know um well it'd be fun to have to have just had these two characters acting just like their dads which is again very fun yeah i'm glad that they you know they gave put a story reason for them to be in there as well right. um and also too because like like i said earlier like all they basically do is sit around and listen to music all the time yeah so you have this like encyclopedic knowledge sure. of music and this understanding of it makes them um, very capable for this last scene i would like yeah very capable to you know get this get this know, together yeah <laughs> to and uh to squeeze it in there yeah you did uh and it's it's but it was like it, it was nice because like they're they're like being criticized at the beginning because they don't have a job just like their yeah. dads and all this stuff like how how useful could they be mm. but it was, it was nice to be like oh yeah they they they, they do have you know a reason to be there right. and, and stuff so that was nice i i i appreciated that uh because it just it made sense um right you know it's, it's like, kind of like poetry it just, it's, it's sort rhyme. of like they rhyme yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so basically at the end, like you get this this scene where um, you know they're they're like at the end of the world, basically. Like everything is just like falling apart. The universe is getting torn into, into pieces, and like all these people get warped to, to like one location, basically. And they're at they're like on a highway freeway, uh, like a highway. Uh, like what am I talking about? It's just like on this highway highway MP, stretch of road. MP forty six. Yeah, MP forty six. Which yeah. they, they they that's the location of where. You know, they, they come up with the song that unites the, the universe. And, like, uh, at the same time, uh, Bill and Ted and, and, and their, their wives show up. And they're like, oh, we realize that, uh, you know, the, the time that we were most happy was, was right now. And, and they, they, get, they, they have this nice little moment. And they realize that they have to get everybody 
to play instruments all at the same time because yep. that's the way you unite the universe is like everyone plays this song together yeah instead of just coming up with one like amazing perfect song it's not about how good the song is it's about everyone joining in and playing together right which i thought was a really cool way to address what is essentially an impossible problem to solve yeah um because you would assume that, like, okay, this, if they make one song that unites the universe, it has to be, like, the most perfect song ever written, ever right. made. And, like, how do you possibly do that you for a movie? Yeah, yeah you can't. no way. Because, you know, way. not only is art very subjective, but also, like, you know, who are they going to get to write this song? Yeah, right. Because, you know, John Lennon's dead. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm joking. He is a very good songwriter. I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm just, you know, that's the first name that came out of my mind. Stop judging me, Carl. Right. Yeah, uh, Carl, you fucking piece of shit. You worthless, doing. trashy. <laughs> but yeah, it's a nice way to like address that elephant in the room. Yeah. And make it make sense in a way that would be like... Yeah, because the daughters kind of just orchestrate this thing and just, you know, like they... A kid sponsored by Guitar Center. There's yeah, like this this very shameless uh, yeah. plug. This, this this like there's only one. They do that that quick little like yeah Guitar Center like truck on the side of the road. I like that it's just full of stuff. Like it's, it's exactly what they needed to. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. There's this there's this truck like on the side of the road. There's like this massive Guitar Center logo on the side of it, and they just open it up and they take all the stuff out that they need. It was also really funny because like a like a, a a flatbed truck just happens to yep. jackknife right in the perfect position where like they would need a stage. Yep. It was again. It's 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 that kind of movie. Yep. It's just really really works, fun. Works just fine. It works just fine. Yeah. It's it's fun to like watch the pieces come together and you know what's happening. It's yeah. it's, it's just it's just a fun movie. Um, and so like it, it, again, they have to figure out a way to be in, in endless possible in endless places all at once. Yeah. So like they ask Kid Cuddy how to how to do this, <laughs> and he's like giving this like again this brand new sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they ask Kid Cuddy to explain quantum mechanics to them, um, and he like gives this very detailed explanation of how they can do it. Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> They go into the phone booth and they they're like, "Oh, what's the the number for infinity?" This might be the best because it took me a minute. I love jokes that take me a minute to get. Like, so I like to think that I'm pretty quick. So if a joke is smart enough that it takes me a second, to yeah, make, I didn't catch it either until you said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're looking. Give me the number for infinity, and and Bill's and he's like, like looking through the phone book and he can't find it. Yeah, he's like, okay, five, uh, four, six, nine, eight, two, nice. nice. And, he's, and they just keep reading numbers over and over again. And he's like, uh, just like endlessly typing yeah. numbers. And it's like because it's infinity. And yeah. it's like, but it's like it took me it took me way longer than it probably should have. I'm like, oh, that's really funny because they're they're never gonna be able to get to the end. <laughs> right. just I didn't reading numbers. That's what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Super funny. And then uh, their wives like go into the um, phone booth. They're like, why don't you just press the infinity button? Right. <laughs> and there's an oh, infinity yeah. button on the keypad for the phone booth. Uh, which is great, and uh, yeah, you get this <laughs> funny scene where like they're just going around every every timeline and just like handing out instruments. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you get this moment where uh, Ted is like handing his brother a saxophone. He's like, "In case you didn't know, this is one of an, an endless versions of myself." Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's just really really funny. Yeah, they just like spell it out for you. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and then he poofs and disappears. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just like. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just... Uh, it's really funny. Yeah, and you get this like nice, sweet moment where they all come together at the end and yeah. they, they, they play this song and, um, it, you know, obviously puts the universe back together. And it's yeah, this, this nice little moment at the end where it's like, if we all work together, 
Yeah. We can solve the problems of the world. And we stop thinking about ourselves and trying to, mm-hmm. to solve the problem by ourselves. We can actually fix the global issues that are affecting all of us and, and keeping us from going to see movies and theaters right. and uh, hang out in public places. And uh, I'm, I'm just talking about <laughs> in general right now. Just in general... Yeah. Uh, you know, not mentioning not, anything specific, not mentioning just... specific problems that are happening in 2020 that would affect anything. I'm just, I'm just saying, like if we all got together and stopped, you know, trying to fight over finding a cure for, you know, the, the problems in the, of the world, right? Uh, we could maybe arrive at, at one a little bit sooner. And if we sure. stop trying to uh, corporatize it and, and monetize it, you know, we might be able to actually be able to distribute it to everybody who needs it, right? And kind of get, you know, the just like the the viruses the of of greed and corruption yeah, uh, yeah. to uh, you know go not away not to mention anything specific no, no I'm, not, I'm not trying to say anything uh, specific yeah. at all yeah uh, just just you know just a you know real general uh, life story uh, sort of thing there general just a like nice story. little takeaway uh, but yeah that's how i feel like this is a maybe especially relevant in 2020 yeah. weird that a bill and ted movie would be would relevant be the, in 2020 the, the movie that did it yeah and yeah there's a lot of movies that had this this message but it's it's kind of I feel like it's 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 notable that it, this comes out. I now. actually think this is the movie to to deliver that message though, because it's like be excellent to each other, party on, party on. Right? Yeah, yeah uh, that and, makes total sense. Yeah, it's it's actually um, yeah, it's it's I don't know, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, this might be the shortest <laughs> review that that's we've okay. ever done. No, uh, but like, yeah, there's I mean, there's there's it's it's a short movie anyway, and there's yeah, not a whole it's, lot it's of talk about. It's a about nice otherwise. tight ninety minute movie. Yeah, it, it's it's in it's. I will say it's it's really incredible this movie even got made in the first yeah. place, and I think it would not have happened without. Uh, I think we all have uh, John Wick to thank yeah. for this movie getting made. Uh. Yeah, really, <laughs> honestly, you're you're not far off. Um, oh God, that was horrible. Yeah. Um, uh, so sitting right now, the Metacritic review is like, and IMDb have it at like six and a half, basically sixty six percent on Metacritic, six and a half on IMDb. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 80%. Yeah. I, I think I this is going to be one that. of those that the critics are, like, oh, not about. dumb. Because uh. the special effects aren't amazing. And, you know, they, it's not, like, particularly well shot. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's just a fun, you know, enjoy it type of movie. I, I know I'm, like, the last person to, to <laughs> say that. Because I'm the kind of... I am that guy who can't not look at a movie that way. Um but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's one of those movies that knows exactly what it is. Um, and I, I'll say it like I again, not having seen the other two, I think you go into this and, and watch it, and enjoy it. Uh, agree. Without that, yeah, I um, agree. It's been years since I've seen the the other two, like years. Um, but I, I do know I do know that it stays in the same vein as the original. Um, and you don't really need to know a ton about the story. Like most of the stuff that's there as an aside is like, you, you can kind of pick up what's happening along the way. Yeah. So like, I, I kind of figured out that their, their wives are, uh, medieval princesses that they, they picked up in the past, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a funny thing. Um, and they still speak with British accents. I did. So uh, apparently, um, and when I, I, I watched that like recap of the first two, uh, another funny thing was that uh, the princesses were recast between the first and the second one. Yeah. And then the actors who played this, them in this one are also different actors than they were in the first two, yeah. which is probably on purpose. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're good, too. They are, they're both, like, um, comedic actresses I've, I've seen in, in, like, a number of different things. 
Um, they're both really they don't, they don't they've not really given a whole lot to do. I think that maybe that's my maybe my one criticism of this movie is they don't really give them a whole lot to do. Yeah, I feel like there's probably um, some deleted scenes of them like going in, into the past and seeing I'm different sure versions are. of Bill I'm and sure Ted. Yeah. Um, but you know they probably just cut it for you know just the runtime um, and just you know they might not have been that that good of scenes. Because it was a little bit weird that they just kind of like showed up at the end. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're yeah, we love you guys again." Because um, they do, they do have like one run in with them, which is really really funny mm-hmm. when they're in the future at the prison. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they're about to go back into uh, their um, phone booth, and then their wives arrive at the same time, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Is that?" You, you guys, are you yeah. in prison? No, like, no, oh, we'll fix yeah, it. It's yeah, fine. We'll fix it. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so like that was really funny. Um, so there's little moments like that that show up where they they interact. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just notable this this movie even came out in the first place. Like I, I was just doing a, a quick Wikipedia search on this. They okay. made this movie for twenty five million dollars. Yeah, that checks out. I mean, like, yeah, it's uh, like that's super. That's low super budget, low budget. Yeah, uh, for this day and age, um, but it it checks out and it still works, man. Like, no, yeah, it totally works. I'm also looking at the soundtrack here, and they got some big names for the for the soundtrack. Um, uh, that's that song they were playing in the prison. Uh, yeah, like is actually Lamb of God, which is really fucking cool. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, face the music like the song they play right at the end. Yeah, uh, that features animals as leaders, which I, if you don't know anything about animals. So leaders, I heard about this. So in a bossy. Yeah, apparently yeah. he is like in, in a weird bit of trivia, the little like air guitar riffs they play, yeah. you know, occasionally. Apparently he's the one who uh, who actually like performed those. Oh, really? In this movie? Yeah. Uh, that, does, that makes sense. Yeah. Tosin Abbasi is an insane... He's an incredible good, guitar player. Yeah. Incredible it, guitar player. Um, I saw Animals as Leaders play live. Oh, yeah? They opened for Between the Buried and Me, and that which was like an insanely good show. That sounds like fun. Um, but yeah, I remember like Animals as Leaders played... And they like they finish their hour long set. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a tough act to follow. Yeah. I think like they got a standing ovation. Yeah, and there was a dude who was like in front of us in the seats, and he was like, 10 more." <laughs> they nice. just fucking like because it's two eight string guitarists and a drummer. Yeah, and they don't move. They just stand in one spot through the whole show. Well, it's it's it's, it's it's very um it's it's kind of like math rock. Yeah, very like calculated. Like lots of different times it's signatures. Yeah. It's very complex music. So. Yeah. Obviously, they can't really show off too much nope. when they're like they have to be like in the zone for that. Yeah, dude, so makes insane, perfect sense. Insanely good. Oh yeah, he's he's incredibly he's incredibly uh, talented. Um, oh, I want to throw a shout out to the first song that you hear Wild Stallions play when they're at the wedding. The beginning of the oh, song. Oh yeah, they have it on the uh, on the actual soundtrack list. The song is called "That Which Binds Us." Uh, Wild Stallions through time, the chemical, physical, and biological nature of love. An exploration of the meaning of meaning, part one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, uh, fucking really fucking, which is like perfect because like they're they're as emblematic as they were trying <laughs> so hard to just come up with the, something, you know, most impactful song. It's like we, they're just throwing everything at it. Uh, there's a theremin, there's a bagpipe, there's right. like uh, they're throat singing at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's actually I didn't hate that song. I, didn't I thought it was that like was good. it was like there was kind of a groove to it. I'm like yeah. all right, I've got to into this, but yeah. like I also like weird shit, so it makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. That a, that, like we said, this is going to be a short review because it's like the movie just came out. We just watched it like right before we did this, and it's 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 a short movie. And there's there's not like not a whole lot to talk about. There's not a whole lot yeah. to unpack here. It's yeah. just like. We're not going to go deep into the cinematography and editing no. on this one. Although I will say the editing is is pretty top notch to make, like you said, it's very difficult to to, yeah. to do a movie against the clock and have the clock be the actual runtime of the movie. I think it was I, yeah. Um, I think it it was well written. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that the all the performances were really good. Yep. Um, it was it was really funny seeing Keanu Reeves play this type of character again. I know. Uh, again, having seen like just coming off like John Wick, yeah. like very serious roles and stuff like that. Um, although he's he's kind of embraced that a little bit uh, more. There's a there's a romantic comedy that he was in as himself uh, that came out last year or something yeah. like that, uh, where it's like a very uh, parody parody version of himself. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's really weird seeing him like play that type of character again. But yeah. he just like he just. Rolls right back F- into fell it. Fell right back into yeah. it. He was perfect. Um, yeah. It was really, really. It was. I think the weirdest part was just seeing him without a beard again. Yeah, I know. Because uh, it's, it's just he's got like a very flat face. I think. Yeah. Without the beard. Um. And all, yeah, Alex. Alex Winter, man. He he. I think he did a good job. Yeah, man. It was really really funny. It's, I think it's really funny seeing like two guys in their uh, like late forties, early fifties, right, playing the same characters they did in their early twenties. Yeah. Uh, with the same sort of. Uh, Vigor. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I think it's it's a really fun movie, yeah. And I, I I'd recommend it. I yeah. would too. Honestly, it's uh, and we're not we're not just saying this truthfully because it's like one of the first movies that's come out in a while. <laughs> like it's 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 legitimately a fun watch. I can't think of a part of this movie where we didn't laugh. Like yeah, we were like sitting in your living room laughing through the whole thing, which is uh you know uh really a blast yeah um, it's just a fun movie man yeah um, all, all three of them are fun like i said i think this might be the most fun maybe it's just because it's been a while since i've seen it's been, been a while, while since i've seen the other two <laughs> good harmony yeah it was like perfectly insane <laughs> um, we should be in a band together <laughs> i know <laughs> uh yeah but it like uh two two thumbs way up over here uh it was uh it was a, a blast you should uh you should Check it out as soon as you can. Again, I think this is a, a perfect movie for the situation we're in in 2020 right now. Yeah. Um, just a fun movie with, you know, it's not not too heavy-handed message, like not super serious. You don't have to think about it too hard, but just, you know, sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a really good movie to have to watch right now. Um, and you don't, if you don't feel like going to the theater right now, you don't have to. It's uh, available on every streaming platform. Yeah. Um, I yeah, Again, we've watched it on yeah. my TV in the living room. It was super cool. Um, make your own goddamn popcorn yeah right you know and and you know jerk off if you want to no one's gonna yeah, stop right you. No, no no one's you know gonna stop you, you <laughs> paid your 20 dollars. you do jerk off to whatever you want to yeah i i, I not do whatever you want to not it's, whenever yeah, yeah i mean don't, don't in in your own home uh yeah. yeah in this situation uh but anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is a lot of fun um so yeah sorry that we didn't uh watch godfather part two this week yep i think it was important that we cover the first like new movie sequel to come out like all year basically and uh i look forward to doing this again when i think the next big one is going to be like wonder woman yes uh, but we got like a little bit of time on that we one we got some time yeah um, so in the meantime we're going to keep chugging away and, yeah uh, yeah I, I i think it's going to be I, th- I think you know obviously there's gonna, not we're not we're going to see every sequel that comes out but i think this one was especially notable because like the first one that came out in like 2020 basically and that there was like a huge gap between yeah. movies it's kind of like perfectly within our you know wheelhouse of what we do on the show mm-hmm. uh 
which we definitely have figured out and nailed down yeah. by now. Like we're like we're locked in. We got it. We got it locked. It took up. it took a couple episodes, but we got it. <laughs> uh yeah so uh next week uh godfather part two yep um and uh if we don't do that um i think we might do a special guest episode yeah that's probably not a bad idea doing a uh, special guest episode yeah uh i'll have to talk to the special guest to make sure about it mm-hmm. um i don't want to say too much right now just because i don't know if we're gonna do it <laughs> or not. yeah uh but I'll, I'll tweet about it if it's if it's a for sure thing uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at Sequelize This. Yep. Uh, tweet at us for other movie suggestions you'd like to see. And, you know, if you've seen Bill and Ted Face the Music, let us know if you liked it or not. Yeah. Uh, if you don't like it, you can also tell us that, too. And if uh, just tell us what, co- what color socks you're wearing. I really need somebody to talk to because I'm very lonely. Um, <laughs> other than that, you can also find us on Facebook at Sequelize This. Right. You can send us a Gmail at Sequelize at gmail.com. Uh, if you know us in real life, you can uh, see us in real life sometimes, too. Uh, but I prefer if you just communicate on the internet for right now. Um, I don't know what I, I, I never know how to finish this. I know it's okay. Uh, I, I just kind of, I, I don't know if you caught this, but I try to like come up with weirder things to say every single time. Every, I know. Yeah. That's I right. have a lot of fun with it. Dan, I, I don't know how to finish. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I've been Dan. I've been Chris. This has been Sequelize This. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. I love yes. every single one of you. I except don't. for you, James. Yeah. Fuck you, James. James.